I just want to say thanks again to GrowthDay.com for sponsoring this podcast. GrowthDay is a number one self-improvement system. It has all the tools, motivational classes, and life coaching you need to fulfill your potential. If you love journaling, tracking your habits, setting goals, and learning from inspiring motivational speakers and wellness coaches, then you'll love Growth Day. I teach on Growth Day every month, and I love to see you on the app. Go to growthday.com for a free trial. Join 300,000 people making self-improvement a way of life. Visit growthday.com to start your new life with a free trial today. Hey, what's up? This is Trent Shelton. Some people know me as an author, as a speaker, as an athlete. Some people know me as the guy whose videos pop up in their social media feeds. But at the end of the day, I'm simply a man on a mission. I want to help you transform your life using the exact tools I use to transform mine. I won't say I have all the answers, but I will do everything I can to help you find yours. My goal isn't to reach millions. My goal is to reach you. Welcome to Straight Up. Let's get it. What up, world? Welcome to the Straight Up Podcast. I'm your host, Trent Shelton. We got a special guest today. But before we get started, listen, I've never did this before, but I'm playing this song, Make the World Respect Your Greatness. Some of y'all know about it. Some of y'all heard it. But this is a, a person that's legendary, a person that's making the world respect their greatness. So it's only right that we do this. It's only right that we do this. So if you're out there running right now, you're working out right now, Turn this up a little bit in your headphones. You're watching this online. Turn this a little bit up in your headphones and rock out with us for a minute. I got my man because you can in the building. Make the world respect your greatness. Make the world respect your greatness. Make the world respect your greatness. This man is full of greatness. This man is legendary. This man is breaking barriers. Make the world respect your greatness. Make the world respect your greatness. This man is the truth. Yeah, that'll yeah. make the world respect. I'm about to go in here and rap, man. <laughs> if y'all want the rest of that song, y'all can go on Spotify and listen to it. But without no further ado, bro, I ain't never played Make the World Respect Your Greatness on the podcast, bro. It felt good. Without no further ado, I want to bring my brother to the Straight Up Podcast, Marcus Black, M. Black Speaks, Mr. Because You Can. What up, brother? Hey, yo, what up? What up, family? Yo, I'm excited to be here. I'm a ball of energy, if you can't tell. And I still remember the first time I heard you play that song live in person. And I remember the feeling that it sent down into my soul and started reverberating. And I said, I got to do it. And so that's why we're here now. And I'm excited to be here. What up, family? What up, rehabbers across the world? I'm happy to be here with the Straight Up Podcast today. Man, bro, first time you, when was that, Oklahoma City? OKC in the building. Bro, just really quick, because when I talk about this, I don't know if people believe me. Like, really quick, what was that experience for you? Like, just coming to that event, like, what was that like for you? Bro, it changed my life. I'm not exaggerating. It, it literally was, i never seen nothing like it, because I've been a part of a lot of personal development events, but it's all like, it's all like energy and hype and words, but this was art. Like it was music, it was spoken word, it was the visuals. I felt like yeah. I was like in outer space and it just got down in me. But it literally, what it did was it eliminated the distractions mm. and allowed me to fully process the message and internalize it in my heart, which is why I'm here today. 
Absolutely, bro, man. I appreciate that, man, because a lot a lot of thought goes into those events. And listen, I want to talk about the events. I want to get right into this episode. Like we can talk about whatever. I know we both are heart speakers. I know we're going to let the words just flow through us and come from our heart. But this has been big, bro, just in my mind lately, the word obsession, right? And there's a healthy obsession with I believe that's internal. Focus on things you can control, right? Obsessed with becoming the greatest version of yourself. Obsessed with becoming the best parent. Obsessed with taking your life to the next level. Obsessed with making the world respect your greatness. But at the same time, there's a negative obsession. Focusing on the things and being obsessed with the things that you can't control, right? Maybe it's people that you're comparing your life to. The obsession with comparison. We all know that is poison to the soul and it's it's so much in our face today with social media and so many people compare themselves and they become obsessed with that, right? Obsession with watching TV shows. And I'm not the guy to tell you don't watch TV shows, but sometimes we get so wrapped up into a, a even a reality world, but a world that's not ours and is doing nothing for our life, obsessed with our past. And this is something I've been saying for years. And I want you to touch on this, bro, because you're a living example. That's why I brought you on this podcast, because you're a living example of taking responsibility. You're a living example of it all starts with you. You're a living example of not making excuses, but making moves. You're a living example for taking ownership over your life. And I know when I say this, some people might cut this off, right? It's too straight up for them. Some people might feel a certain type of way. I hope that you do. But so many people in this world want change, but they don't want to change. They want change, right? They want everything in their life to change. They want to be this. They want to be that. They want to be a speaker. They want to be legendary. They want to make the world respect their greatness. They want to be healed. They want to be free. But then when you say, okay, if you want change, this is what you have to do. You have to be obsessed with the internal work to change. And then when you say that, people run away from it. So what was it with you, bro, that knew you wanted to change, but also that you say, you know what, I have to put in the work because nothing changes without making changes. What was that for you? My God, bro, you're already on fire. And I have, it comes down to this. You have a zoom out and look at life for what it really is. And life is a ticking clock. Literally, your life right now, tick, tick, tick. For the amount of seconds you've been here, your life is ticking. Mm. And so what I noticed is I was around a lot of people who were very upset, who were very bitter, who were very sad, who were depressed. And then I found myself feeling that way as well, feeling like, what is this? What am I doing with my life? And then you got two choices to make. You can bury yourself in ish or you can you can wallow in it. So you could literally wallow around or you can bury in it and use it as fertilizer. So what I did was decided I don't want this life for myself. And I already had a dance with death before, so it's sad that it took me as long as it did to realize that, listen, life is going to pass you by one way or another. So it can pass you by with you being proactive and moving to do something to get where you want to go, or it can just pass you by and you sit there and just be sad, miserable mess, complaining about what you don't have. Whew, man. I'm going to let that breathe, bro. Not a lot of podcasters, whatever title, let things breathe. I want to let what you said just breathe and sizzle in people's soul listening to this episode because I see and and I know people want it, right? I know everybody listening to this episode right now, they want it, whatever it is that they want, right? Change, healing, progression, whatever it may be. But you said something about, you know, if something finally woke you up, I know you have a great story about falling asleep at the wheel, like plug for your book. 
But what was like, what was the thing that say, you know what was it for? So for me, I visualize and this they hear me tell the story all the time, but I visualize dying with incompletion. I visualize dying and getting to heaven and God being like, bro, this was the life you were supposed to live. But you got obsessed with everything else that wasn't doing anything for your life. You allowed the things you can't control to control you. This was the life that you were supposed to live. And look, look what you settled for. I want to be the guy that goes to heaven, meets God. God like, dang, bro, this was the life you were supposed to live, but you didn't turn it up to a whole nother level. This is what I have for you, but you didn't elevated it. So what was that for you? Like, is it your kids? Is it what are you fighting for, bro? That's so good, man. It was twofold. So the first thing was the wake up call of the accident. That switched my mind to realizing that I got to live life with urgency. Hmm. I got to live life because no moment is guaranteed to you. Tomorrow ain't guaranteed. Next year ain't guaranteed. All I got is right now. And so when I literally started to internalize that message, it caused me to move different. But then I didn't know how. But something triggered in my mind. Honestly, it was turning 30. Turning 30 in my brain was like, oh, snap. It was a scary number because I'm like, bro, you 30 and you ain't did nothing but talk. You've been talking for a long time. And that sound real good. And you could tell a pretty story, but you ain't did nothing. And so what you going to do? And it's like, am I going to keep talking for the rest of my life? And my greatest fear is an alignment with yours. The heart's aligned, bro. When I was like, I don't want to die without having ever lived. That's my greatest fear. I don't want to die without fulfilling my dream and my mission and giving everything I had. And so at age 30, it was like, oh, snap, bro. You're not a kid no more. If you're going to do it, it's now or never. You can keep sitting around talking about it. Or you can do something. Bro, I was just, man, I was thinking about this right now when you said that. There's, there's going to be so many people in this world, bro, and I know you resonate with this, that are going to pass away at whatever age right? 65, 75, 195, whatever age. But those same people are going to be people who died emotionally, who died with their dream at 22, 21, at 30 years old, at 35 years old, because they became obsessed with the wrong things. They became obsessed with validation from this world, right? They became obsessed with waiting on an apology, for somebody, waiting on or understanding from, from somebody. And they sit their whole entire life waiting. And so for you, and I wanna ask you this question, how are you so transparent? How are you so real in such a fluffy, fake society that we live in? Because I know there's opportunities for you to not be who you truly are and elevate faster, right? That's always there. And so many people fall for that. People get obsessed with being fake because, okay, if I'm fake, it's going to get me to where I want to be. And one thing I always say, bro, before I give it to you, one thing I always say is that if I have to be somebody that I'm not to get what I want, then what I want is something that I don't need. I'm going to blow the horns on that one, bro. <laughs> so for you, like, what keeps you true to you, right? What keeps you obsessed with your all, all, being authentic, with your realness, with your transparency? Man, I spent a lot of years catering my life to them and they. I talk a lot about Ooh. them and they. Speak, because bro. them and they will put you in a prison and you will leave yourself there and them and they will be going on about their life. Ooh. And them and they told you you weren't good enough. Them and they told you you suck. Them and they stabbed you in the back. Them and they fired you from that job. Them and they belittled you and you know what you did? You took that message they gave you and you took it to the bank and you left it there and you still sitting on it. 
And I lived my life that way, catering to what they said, wanting to please them, killing myself, bending over backwards, only for them and they to go off and still leave me behind because them and they going to think what they want regardless. And so once I realized that, I'm like, listen, I am worth it. I'm worthy. There's just as I have just as much right to be here on the planet as they do. Nobody's more Preach, special bro. than me. Nobody's more significant Preach. than me. I was born with significance. I don't got to search for it. I don't got to chase it. Them and they can't give it to me. I already have it. And so when I internalized that message, I said, okay, integrity means walking in that always. I don't care if you can offer me fame or fortune. I don't need it that way because then I can't live with myself because I'm living something contrary to what I preach. And that is not integrity, which is a, a pillar of what I stand on. Have you ever dealt with depression, bro? Yes. Yep. Anxiety was my big, I've dealt with depression, but anxiety was ruthless in my life. And, and I'm going somewhere with this because anxiety, depression, imposter syndrome, right? We hear these terms a lot. And I say a lot of times that, and I believe this, and I'm not going to say for everything with depression, because I, I know some depression is, you know, chemical imbalances and all these different things, right? Postpartum for, for women out there. So I know sometimes depression is things that you can't control, but I know for a lot in my life, depression set in when I didn't appreciate. And I always say depression is the absence of appreciation. So when you were depressed, because I'm, I'm trying to prove a point here, when you were depressed, what were you focused on? Like, what were you focused on when you were depressed in those moments? Devoid, what I don't have, what I wish I had, what they have, everything else other than me. I'm looking at everything else. Well, why he got this and why I don't got this? Why am I struggling? Why are they not? I should be. I should have but me. How many people live in the external, right? The things that are out of our control. And I know you see this, bro, because you because you help people and I can bet when you help people, the conversation is always tied to something external. I don't have this, right? I don't have that. This happened to me. This person treats me like that. And, you know, that word obsession, I'm going to keep saying that because we become obsessed with that. So in your depressed moments, I just got to ask you this because we aren't here, bro, just to motivate. I hate the term motivational speaker, you know, motivational coach. Like it's about transformation, you know, we want to give people the tools because at the end of the day, words are just words. Like you can be excited. There's going to be people clapping. Oh, yeah, Marcus and Trent. But then a lot of those people, and I know it's not you listening to this, but a lot of those people are going to go back to the same things, complaining about the same things they're not changing, sitting in the same depression, not doing anything about it. And my response, and people say, oh, man, he didn't brought T-Shell out. But my response to people in 2021 is what you going to do about it, right? What you going to do about it? We understand what you went through. I told myself that after my mom died, after I went through all of that, Trent, it happened. What you going to do about it? And talk about obsession, like just to be personal and, and just to put it on me. I was obsessed with something I couldn't control. I can't bring my mother back. Right. I can't erase the memory of me seeing my daughter there laying across uh, across the street, laying unconscious. And so I said, man, what are you going to do about it? And I had to do things internal, that dark work to actually make the change. Back to the question of shoot, Marcus, like, what did you do or what do you do? Because I know you still deal with it at times. What do you do or what did you do when depression hits? I love it, man. And I love something you said. And I want to point this out. Listen, the goal to success, the dream inside of you is motion activated. Ooh. So what I'm telling you is 
you can sit and say, I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm tired of feeling depressed. I want to change, but it's motion activated. If you ain't taking no steps, you won't see the change. And so what I did was I started being proactive to ask myself, what environment am I in that's sucking the life out of me that's causing me to feel this way? Change it. I changed the environment. Okay, stop focusing on what you do not have. What do you have? Because all you have is all you need. You told me that day one when I was like, bro, I don't got the cameras. I don't have this. I don't have that when I wanted to do this life. And you said, bro, don't tell me what you don't have. What do you have? You got a voice, right? Yeah. You got a camera, right? Well, then use that. I was like, okay. So I'm telling you, I started focusing on what I do have rather than what I don't, which leads to gratitude. And gratitude is the attitude that propels you to the highest altitude. It's literally what takes you to higher heights. And so when I realized that and started practicing gratitude in every season, I realized I had a lot more to be grateful for than those things I was complaining about. Gratitude. Say that again, bro. Gratitude is the attitude that will propel you to the highest altitude. And you know why people don't do it? They they think that change and I'm not saying change is easy. That's that's too easy, Marcus. Gratitude. Now, that's too easy. Now, it got to be something harder than that. I got to try hard. And one thing I want to salute about you, bro, I have a lot of people that come to me, a lot of people that say, hey, T, like, I want to be a speaker. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm open to help everybody. I mean, you know that when I first met you. But one thing about you, bro, is that you you just said this, and this is kind of in a different lane, but you just said this. You took what you had and say, you know what? I'm going to start here. You didn't focus on the whole journey. You probably had a vision, right? But you say, you know what? In order to get the most important step in the journey is the first step. The next important step after that is the next step. It's not the destination. It's not the mountaintop. And so you took what you had and said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And you stepped up to the plate. You stepped up to the plate when nobody was watching your videos. You stepped up to the plate when nobody was talking about because you can. You stepped up to the plate. You stay consistent and you stay loyal to it. And I know this is talking about you know, a business aspect or, or a purpose aspect. But if you just understand it, this in every aspect of your life and say, you know what, I'm going to control what's in my control. I'm going to be obsessed with what's in my control, period. And I'm going to take what I have and then I'm going to just trust with faith because this is the truth about the journey, bro. And you know this, the journey is once you activate faith by taking a step, right? By taking a step, we know God will do anything, but I feel like God has a special place in, in his heart for people who, who take the step, right? And people who trust him and lean on him, and then he just provides more. The journey will always reveal what you need once you find the courage to step onto the path. Speak about that, bro. Bro, so I'm over here chomping at the bits on this one because I got to tell this story because I told it recently. Listen, you talked about God. God is a multiplier. But in order for God to multiply, you got to put it on the table. You got to put the gift on the table. So I recall a story in the Bible where Jesus was walking with his peeps. So imagine me and Trent was just walking through Dallas, right? We're just <laughs> chilling with an entourage. He about to take us to some mountain and run through nature and protect our peace because that's what he do. And then we came across thousands of people that was hungry. That's what Jesus did. They was like starving. So the disciples are like, yo, Jesus, what are we going to do, man? Like, we don't got nothing. We don't got no food. He's just like, we're going to feed them. Like, what you mean we're going to feed them? We don't got nothing. And there we go again. Jesus is like, I ain't ask you what you don't have. He said, what do you have? 
They said, we don't got nothing. He said, what do you have? All of them was complaining. It was a kid that said, well, I got some lunch. I got a couple of fish and some bread. Jesus said, bet. The kid put it on the table. He multiplied it. So when I say all you have is all you need, it's really all you need. So when Trent is talking right now about being obsessed, being obsessed with the right things, not the wrong things. So how many times have you said, well, I can't do what they do. I can't speak the way they speak. I don't have the audience they have. Guess what? When I started working with Trent, I had less than a thousand followers. It, I didn't have none of that. I didn't have no influence. I didn't. But what I did have was a heart to serve. I had a big passion, a big story, a big goal, a big dream. And I put it on the table because God said, what do you have? Not what don't you have? And when I put it on the table, he said, I'm going to multiply it. And guess what's happening right now? He multiplied it. But if you, as long as you're obsessed with what you don't have, as long as you're obsessed with what they have, as long as you're obsessed with how you feel right now rather than where you want to go, realizing that that test is only building the strength you need to persevere, you ain't going to get there. And I'm, yeah, I'm talking to you like this, and I ain't disrespecting you. I'm talking to you like this because I feel this in my heart and soul, and this is what I did. You want to know how you get here? Then you got to put it on the table because... The dream is motion activated. And when you activate it, action is the activator. And then things start moving. But are you obsessed with it? Are you obsessed with the right things? That's the question on the table. Mm. Get the horns. Get the horns out. Bro, I'm bringing the horns out, man. DJ T. Shelly, bro, is in here. Man, brother, I'm sitting here about to run through this camera. So I know the listeners here are feeling this, man. And I say feel it. Feel this in your heart. Let this make you move. Let this activate. I talked about two podcasts uh, ago, Marcus. I talked about inaction creates suffering. Inaction creates sickness, right? When we're inactive, especially in every area of our life, you can talk about from health, but when it comes to our dreams and our vision, when you're inactive, it is poison to your soul because you know this is what creates depression, when you know you're supposed to be somewhere, but you're choosing to settle for where you're at. And at the end of the day, it ain't, they ain't gonna wanna hear me say this, bro. At the end of the day, it ain't nobody's fault but yours. But but Trent, you don't, it ain't nobody, but it ain't nobody's fault but yours. And I know there's a listener, I want you to speak to this, MB. There's a listener right now that's saying, I get it, I understand it, but I can't control comparison. I can't control my thoughts. My brain is, is wired like this. So it's a question to you and to them. When comparison creeps in, what do you remind yourself of? What's your trigger to make you move out of comparison or speak to the person right now that's like, I can't help. I hear it. I feel it. I understand it. But I'm still comparing my life every single day. What can I do? I love the question, man. I'm going to bring it down and that's because I need y'all to feel me. I don't care if you close your eyes. If you're running, please don't close your eyes. But I need you to feel this. There's a God who created everything, the entire, everything, the universe, the stars, the galaxies, the mountaintops that I've never seen, but Trent's seen plenty, the <laughs> valleys, the depths of the ocean, things you will never see with your eye and created them with splendor. Yet when he finished creation, he said there was only one thing missing. And the thing that was missing was you. So I always tell people life is a puzzle. And if you've ever done anything, if you've ever done a puzzle, let's say you built a thousand piece puzzle and you worked all week on it, you and your kids or your family or your spouse or your mate, and you get to the end of it and you're missing one piece, you will feel so incomplete because without that piece, the puzzle will never be complete. 
And what I'm here to tell you is that life is the puzzle and you are the piece. And without you, the picture will never be complete. So while you're looking at their piece and comparing yourself, it's your piece that completes the picture. It's your uniqueness that completes the picture. It's your gift that changes a life that we will never be able to reach. It's your willingness to step up with what you have and do something with it that changes somebody's life. So that's how you pull yourself out of that party worrying about what they got. And the next thing is, be careful what you wish for, because I have a lot of people tell me, how do you speak with such passion? How do you how do you do that? I'm like, I, I really want that. I wish I could talk to people like that. I'm like, are you willing to go through the hell I went through to be able to speak to you with a conviction that comes from this place? So while you wishing for their success, you better be careful what you wishing for, because you don't know the valleys they had to go through to get to where they are. Brother, ah, oh man, you speaking to my heart, man. You speaking to my heart, man, because... It's something I tell people all the time because people see, right, just the highlight reel in my life. And I believe I show people all aspects. I try my best to. But I tell people all the time, you don't want this, bro. You know, there's times, you know, <laughs> I was watch watching uh, Pastor Jamal Bryan. He talked about this, man, on Instagram. And I actually posted it. He said, man, you know, we didn't even want this gift. The gift chose us. God gave us the gift. I didn't come out my mom's womb talking about I want to inspire people. I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to have my life under a microscope. I want to, you know, I didn't I didn't want this life. But when you're authentically anointed and he said this, bro, it, it touched my soul. He said, man, can't nothing stop that. And God is going to be the protection as you walk through this journey. So the point I'm trying to make is find your anointing. Find your gift. Don't look at Marcus. Don't look at me. Don't look at whoever else and be like, oh, I want that. Because what you want is just the beauty that comes with it. And that right there is you're in the wrong mindset anyway. You need to be wanting or asking the question is, like I asked Marcus when we first got on here, what are you fighting for? Right? What's the reason? Because we all have something inside of us that we should be fighting for. If you go back in your past, you think about the things that scarred you, as Marcus said, the hell that he went through. He wants to make sure that people don't feel that hell. If they're in that hell, he wants to provide a way for them to get out of it. And it's the same with you. You went through something that only you went through. And maybe you're embarrassed about it. Maybe you don't feel qualified. But I'm going to tell you right now, your experience makes you the most qualified person in this world. But you got to learn how to live in your gift. So MB, when, when you started to live in your gift, was it easy? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, it, it wasn't easy because you talk about the internal work. I started to do it, but then I started getting insecure. Like, oh, my God, who's going to judge me? Who's going to think this is too much? And I started replaying those messages in my head of all the voices that told me, you ain't good enough. Bro, you can't speak. Like you said, I didn't ask for this. You failed public speaking in college. Who do you think you are? I did. <laughs> And they're like, but this is what I want to tell you. We're talking about obsession. It wasn't easy because I was obsessed with the past. And here's something Ooh. you need to know. If mm. you are obsessed with your past, that is a recipe for depression. Ooh. Because all you do is replay your traumas again and again and again. And they say the definition of doing something over and over again without changing is literal insanity. So you wonder why you feel like your mental peace is gone. You wonder why you feel like you're losing your mind, but you're replay replaying that nightmare on a loop in your mind. But on the flip side, 
if you are obsessed with a future that you cannot control, that is a recipe for anxiety. So if you're thinking about all of these things and what if this happens and what if this goes wrong and what if this crashes and burns, you have no control over that or that which happened to you. All you control is right now. And so when I just started saying, I'm going to live and I'm going to be me, I'm living in the fullness of how I was created, I'm going to be free, and I'm going to be obsessed with giving all of my heart and soul, it started happening. And then eventually those other, it's habitual. It didn't happen overnight, but over time, I stopped caring about tomorrow and yesterday. I can't do nothing about neither one of those I got right now and I got to make it count. And I went obsessed all in with giving my whole heart and soul to the beat, to the music, to the crowd, wherever I am, everywhere. And then... The rest is history, as they say. But you know what's crazy, man? Like, and I was thinking about this as you talked about it. We talked about obsession of your past, and I, I want to touch on that in a second. But what I find crazy a lot of times, and I'm guilty of this, you're, we're all guilty of this, is that when it comes to physical things, right, we have a lot of sense. And so I was just thinking about this in my head. Past judgments, being obsessed with people's judgments, it's like in running a race that you will never win. So if I was to tell somebody, man, like, hey, go do this, but you'd be like, man, I'll never beat, you know, uh, Usain Bolt. Why would I do that? I, I would never beat Michael Jordan in basketball. Like, why would I do that? You wouldn't even think about it. But emotionally, we put ourselves in these places that we cannot win. Focusing on people judging you, you will never win. You know why? Because you can't control that. You can't control somebody judging you. I don't care how perfect you are, how great you think you may be, how bad you think you may be. You cannot control someone judging you. As you said, it's a perfect recipe for unhappiness. It's a perfect recipe for misery. And if you look at your life, I just want to give somebody like some, some action. If you look, write the, do this when you get off this episode, write down everything in your life that's bothering you, right? That's, that you're obsessed with in a negative way. I guarantee you 99, protect myself, 99.9% .9 of them is something external that you cannot control. Marcus said it best. We live in our past so freaking much. You can't change it. Who cares if people bring it up? You can't change it. What you need to do is fall in love with your redemption story. Your redemption story. Be obsessed with redeeming yourself, period. I tell this story all the time, Marcus, about, I'm not going to spend too much time because I want you to talk, but I tell this story all the time. I was at Baylor. And uh, it was homecoming game, bro. Like, you, you play football, so it's homecoming. My grandma in town, everybody, my cousins, everybody came down to Baylor. We playing Kansas, so I'm doing the most, bro. Like, I am doing the most. Like, getting out my routine, putting way too much pressure on myself, all of that stuff. We got a party after, so I'm like, man, we got to win because it got to be lit. Get out there in the game. Bro, the first three passes that are thrown to me, I drop them. I drop them, bro. And you know how it is. Like the crowd, after one or two, it's going, ooh, ah, and then they start booing. <laughs> and like, boo. I went to the sideline. My coach said, I said, man, my bad, coach. He said, what you talking about? I said, my bad, I dropped those balls. He was like, what drops? And I was like, the balls I just dropped. He's like, nah. He's like, you ain't focusing on that no more. You ain't being obsessed with the balls you dropped. Because if you're obsessed with the balls you dropped, guess what? You're going to drop the next one. Instead of being obsessed with the next pass that's about to come to you that you're about to score on. And at that moment, it changed my mindset with focus. I went out there, bro, make a long story short, spoiler alert, had the best game of my career, over 100 some yards in the second half. We came back down from 35 points, beat Kansas, and we had a hell of a night, to be honest, which it was great. But I redeemed myself. And guess what? After the game, when Nan Reporter asked me about the three drop balls, they were asking about that second half. 
What's your, like, what do you feel about redemption, man? I know God is the great redeemer, but for you, like your redemption story, what do you got to speak to people about redeeming themselves to overcome their past? I tell this to people all the time because I have a lot of people that I've been coaching who are like, but what happens when I go back to that place where those people who knew me in that space are? They're not going to let me be great. They're not going to let me be the coach. They're not going to let me be the mentor, the entrepreneur, the CEO, because they remember who I was. And to you, I say, you are obsessed. Nine times out of 10, them people ain't thinking about what happened 10 years ago. But for the ones who are, it's an opportunity for you to show them the power of transformation in a human. So when they see what happened in you, when people who know where I'm from, from the literal mud in Mississippi, from nothing, see me, what I'm doing in magazines and talking to Trent Shelton and on stages, they're like, bruh, you mean you really can do this? You can come from that to this? And I'm like, yes, I can. And you can, too. And so then you literally your life becomes empowerment for them to think bigger and dream higher for their own life. If you stop running and hiding from it and being obsessed with that, which you cannot change. Mm. State of Mississippi. <laughs> Something about the gun line, boss. <laughs> oh, my gosh. man. And, and what, what you just what you man, <sighs> bro, like I almost get emotional talking about this, man, because what you have done. And I don't know if you realize this. You have given hope to the hopeless, right? You're an example. Somebody from Mississippi that says, man, I can never be like this because I'm from the mud. Now they have an example. And the crazy thing about it, when we don't, when we don't answer the call in our life, when we ignore it, when we run from the assignment that was assigned to us from God, we don't just let down ourselves. We let down those that were supposed to be inspired by us. Those that you were supposed to open the door to show them that it was possible, that show them that it was achievable. So I want to commend you, brother, because there's going to be people who who didn't know that there was a next level. But then they look at you and realize that they have a next level inside of them. Question for you. And I've never asked this question to anybody. And take your time with this if you need to. If you had one thing right? Not, not tangible, not physical, but one thing to leave to your kids, right? Leave to just this world. What would that be? Like, it could be a statement. It could be, you know, a philosophy. It could be whatever. What would that be if you only could leave one thing? So your kids watch the movie of your life. This is the scene that they see. And this is the scene that they, they, I won't say the word judge, but they, they take from your life. What is that? You know, uh, that that does make me emotional. Um, I wrote about them in my dedication of my book, and I said to them, should the day come where I am no longer here and you don't have a tangible me to turn to, may you see these words and you hear my heart and you always find a voice to guide you back to what matters most, and that is... I want you to truly live, not just be alive, but I don't want you to simply live. I want you to love the life that you live. And so what I want people, when they see or think about my legacy, legacy ain't about getting a bag. Legacy ain't about success. It ain't about getting to the top. It's about whose life is better because you got the bag. Whose life is better because you attain success? Who feels that they can keep going because you made it to the top? 
And so when people see me, I wanted to be a glaring example that no matter what you face in this life, no matter how big the mountain is, it was not given to you to be a barrier from your greatness, but instead to take you higher in this life and that you can achieve anything that you're willing to work for anything you're willing to put your mind to and become obsessed with, you can have it. You can. I spent a lot of years listening to people tell me I can't. And when I decided I can, my entire life changed. And I decided to tell the entire world that you can as well. I really pray and hope that the ears that I listen to this episode right now took those words to heart, bro, because that is the recipe for life. It's the recipe for fulfillment. And that word fulfillment, man, I want to ask you this. What does that mean to you? Fulfillment? Is it the external things? You know, is it the the followers, the likes? Maybe it is some of that. What does fulfillment mean to you? Because I believe that that is what a lot of people, everybody is on the search for. And we all go through different avenues to try to get it. But when we go through those avenues that are void, we go through those avenues that 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 promise it, but they don't deliver on it, we become less fulfilled over and over and over again. So for that person listening right now that that wants to feel fulfillment, that's seeking it, what's that mean to you? There is no greater feeling in the world than keeping your word to yourself. Mm. So fulfillment is an inside job. It doesn't come from the external. As long as you look for it in the external, you are giving your literal life satisfaction, the power of that to other things and other people outside of yourself. So when I say it's an inside job, it's literally deciding what are you on the planet for? And nobody else can decide that for you. What do you want most in this life? Nobody can answer that question for you. Why do you why do you want what you want most in this life? Nobody can answer these questions for you. So when you can learn how to answer these questions, then you can live life unapologetically in your full in the fullness of your purpose. And Trent has already taught y'all this. You don't find purpose. You on the hunt for the golden egg. You're on the hunt for the pot at the end of the rainbow looking for your purpose, and you ain't never going to find it like that because you are it, and it's inside of you. And there, and so fulfillment to me is walking in that purpose, which is that divine calling to say I was here, I lived, I loved, I gave, I served, I showed my boys the way I love my wife well, and I gave the world a blueprint and a literal recipe to live boldly, to eliminate and eradicate fear, chaos, anxiety, all these things that are weighing them down so that they can drop the literal weight off their shoulders and go live the life they love. Like, it's all about that internal, though. It's like I know why I'm here and I know what I want. And so fulfillment is inevitable because I know why I'm doing what I'm doing and I got a clear path and target towards it. Brother, you know, oh man, like this episode, we got to do a part two to this, so maybe a part three. But you said something and it's an inside job, but you know what's so, so devastating, and it was devastating in my life, is that I allowed the world to create the answer for me. I allowed the world to tell me what I wanted, to tell me what I needed, to tell me that was best for me. And we live in a time now with social media where so many people aren't even living the life that's theirs. 
And I want to challenge everybody listening to this episode to peel back the layers because a lot of you listening to this right now, you are living a life that's been influenced. We're human beings. Like since you're born, you've been influenced by your parents, by your peers, by TV. I encourage you to do the deep work that Marcus is talking about, that internal work where you peel back the layers, where you ask yourself those hard questions because the quality of your questions determines the quality of your life. And some people, you don't ask yourself questions. You're just accepting answers from people. You're accepting seeds that shouldn't even be planted on you from people. And that grows into who you are when that's not who you were created to be. And so my life changed, bro. I don't know if it's for you too. My life changed when I started to question things. Like, why do I think like this? Why do I want to seek this? And then when I started to fast forward and I started to, you know, lose people and have an obsession, like I don't want to say it like this, but an obsession with man, not death necessarily, but obsession with man, I want to truly live my life. And I went to that place like, okay, this is your last day on earth. And dang, you lived your whole entire life pleasing people. You lived your whole entire life making other people happy. You lived your whole entire life being obsessed with pain instead of being obsessed with peace. You lived your whole entire life living a dream that the world told you to live when you ignored and you didn't become obsessed with the calling that God put in your life. And that thing right there, bro, gave me chills. Chills. Even to this day, I ask myself that question. Am I in alignment with what I was created to be and do. And so peel back the damn layers in your life and get back to the core of who you are, period. And who cares if people like it? MB, when you started this, you already said it. Was, was it popular for you? Was, was people cheering you on? Talk about that for a second, bro. Bro, it's so hilarious now, you know, because when I started, bro, nobody was checking for me. I was looking. I was like, let's see all right, how many views we got today. Seven. Dang. Let's try again. How many views we got today? Ten. Ah, this day. Six. Four likes. I go live. Two viewers. And it, that's just what it was. And nobody was checking for me. But I always say, I heard this in a actually a reggae song. And ever since, it just shifted my soul. He said, do it for the love, not for the likes. Do it for the love not for the likes. And the first question you asked me when we were talking, you said, bro, you said, I need to know before I give you anything else. Are you committed to this? Are you going to do this forever? Because you can do this forever, but are you going to? And I made a choice that day that I'm going to do it. And so it wasn't even in my mind that, okay, it's only seven people. Quitting wasn't even in my mind. It's like back to the drawing board. Now watch this. Let me show y'all how this works. So I did this for literally two years, three to four times a week. 60 second video, 60 second. You could go check. I ain't making it up. You can go check my track record. You will see what I'm talking about. So Clubhouse happened. This app, this new social media app happened. It was a lot of things shaking. And I had an opportunity to speak in front of some of the biggest speakers in the world. And they say, you got 60 seconds. Let me see what you can do. When I tell you I murdered it and people were like, oh, my God, how did you do that in 60 seconds? And it was easy. It was like, because I've been doing it. I've been doing this for the last two and a half years, 60 seconds at a time. So I didn't realize, even though nobody was watching, I was literally building the skill set it took to be ready for when the door was open. So while you worried about likes and followers, you that don't mean nothing because the door is going to open for you. And will you be ready to walk through it or will you not? Because you was obsessed with the wrong stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> My brother, man, if that's not a pin drop, I don't know what it is, man. I don't even want to do it any injustice. This just, I don't want, I, I can't even do that justice. I want to let it breathe. 
and I want to wrap up this episode, but I want to give you the, I mean, you just did it, but anything else that you want to say to the straight up listeners? And I want you to introduce what they're going to hear because you have given the audience a special treat. I've already heard it. It made me run five extra miles. So just letting y'all know right now, don't press play or you might want to turn off that podcast if you don't want to like go outside and feel like you're going to conquer the world. But give some parting words, bro, and make sure, first of all, tell them where they can follow you at. Tell them about your book, what you have going on your podcast. Give them some parting words, man, and then introducing a segue to what they're going to hear. Let's get it, man. I appreciate you, bro. So if you guys want to connect with me, the greatest way to do that is at M Black Speaks with an S on Instagram. You can hit me up. I will hit you back. You also can visit mblackspeaks.com so you can check that out. I got a lot of information there. And I'm on all social medias at M Black Speaks. And then I want to talk to you. I wrote a book called Asleep at the Wheel, Taking Back control of your life. And if you haven't heard a theme into what I've been saying today, I see a lot of people that's out here in the world, AMC. And if you don't know what that means, I'm talking walking dead. And I will refuse to let anybody on my watch walk dead. I will literally shake you and wake you up. This book was written to be a wake up call to point you back to your path to purpose. Forward by yours truly, Mr. Trent Shelton. So y'all check that out. Also the Vitalize podcast. Vitalize means to give life to. That's everything I stand for. And speaking of... This is what I leave you with. We got a special treat for you today. And it comes from the pit of my heart and soul. I put my whole heart and soul into this beat. And where it comes from, every single one of you in this life has been through pain. Nobody's exempt. Nobody's exempt. I don't care. Billionaire, poor, rich, poor, high, low, everybody. Pain is universal. And so knowing that, I knew that there are some universal things that people go through and every person experiences pain through other people. And you've been told lies about yourself and you start to buy the lies. You start to internalize the lies and you start to live your life in a self-imposed prison because of the lies that you've been given. But I say, no, 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 not on my watch. I cannot allow you to do that. So I went into the studio and I dropped my heart and soul on the track to remind you the truth about you to remind you that you are a warrior, to remind you that you've been overcoming since the day you was born and you ain't about to stop now because I'm not going to let you. And I wanted to remind you that it's time for you to get up, boss up, show up for your life and go make the world respect your greatness and you already know why. Because you can. Let's go. World premiere, man. In Black Speaks, we appreciate you, bro. Like I tell all of y'all every single week, it all starts with you because you can. Enjoy this. Let's get it straight up. You. We got to have a conversation about you. I'm not talking about what they said about you. I'm not talking about what they told you. I'm not talking about the lies that you believed about yourself for too long. I'm talking about you. The warrior you. The you that stood tall through everything you've ever faced. Every setback. Every heartache. Every painful moment you've ever been through. You can go back in your mind. You think about it. All of those moments where you didn't think you had what it took, where you didn't think there was another side, where you didn't think you could make it to the other side, where you felt like you weren't enough, 
Imposter syndrome set into your heart and you said, it's about them, they're better than me. They're stronger than me. They're bigger than me. They're faster than me and I don't have what it takes. I know you've done this, you know how I know? Because I did it too. But I'm here to tell you today, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, they don't get to determine the outcome of your life. Only you can do that. So what you gonna do? Are you gonna sit here and act like you're not the warrior that you truly are? Are you gonna sit here and act like you haven't overcome everything you've overcome in your life? Are you going to act like you're not a warrior? Are you gonna act like you don't have the strength? You don't have what it takes? Are you gonna act like you haven't pushed through your entire life? Or are you gonna find that resonance deep inside your soul? And you're gonna use it as fuel to fuel you into the fire and the passion that you knew that you were created for? Are you gonna step up and overcome every single obstacle that's in front of you right now? And I'm telling you, I already know the answer. The answer is yes. Because you've already done it. You've been doing this. And doing it your whole life. And you're not going to stop now. So what you're going to do is you're going to tap into the deepest side of your soul. And you're going to find that you that's been dying to get out. That champion you. That greatest version of you. The you that can overcome anything. The you that's been overcoming for all the amount of time you've been on the earth. The you that abuse couldn't stop. The you that abandonment couldn't stop. The you that pain couldn't stop. The you that grief couldn't stop. The you that death could not stop. And here you are still standing as the warrior running. So dig deep. Dig in. Fight for it. Right now, this very moment, you gotta fight. You owe you. Because nobody's gonna do it for you. You owe you. Because you are the superhero of your life. You owe you to show up and stand up and step up and be the champion you created to be. So what are you waiting for? Because the superhero you've been waiting on, it's you. It's been you all along. So if you don't hear anything else, please hear me say it's you. It's you. It's you. It's in you. You got this. You got it. You're gonna do it because you've been doing it. You've been doing it your whole life and nothing's changed. So stop doubting the champion you are. Stop questioning your strength. Stop questioning your purpose. And own it. Walk in it. Fight for it right now. Fight, fight, fight for it because you can. And I want to tell you, that pain I know you feel it you feel it right now you've been through it it hurts it's torn you but let me tell you something about pain and the struggle a few years ago I got to travel to Jamaica and when I went there I got to witness something remarkable I got to witness the birth of sea turtles and if you don't know much about sea turtles they are an endangered species and this was such an incredible event that the resort woke everybody up and said, y'all coming to see this event. And they pulled us to the beach. As they lined us up on the beach, they put us in two lines. And the turtles started coming out of the eggs, 10, 20, 30, 100, 200, 300. They're going and going and going. But I couldn't help but notice 
a few of those turtles started falling over on their backs and they were fighting and they were fighting and they were fighting and one lady decided she couldn't take it anymore she tried to lean down and she tried to help the turtle up and as she tried to do it the endangered species specialist out of the corner of his eye saw her and he said to her listen stop and the lady said what are you yelling at me for what do you mean stop I want to help and he's struggling and he said you don't understand he said you don't understand that the strength that that baby turtle needs to survive in the big dark nasty ocean is built on the fight to the water and that was a revelation for me in that moment because one of you right now at least one of you you are in a fight for your life you're fighting for your health you're fighting for your strength you're fighting for your finances you're fighting not to lose your mind you're fighting for your job you're fighting for your relationship you're fighting to take your health back guess what being in a fight doesn't mean you're wrong you're not doing anything wrong instead dig deep right now because this fight means you're on the right track this fight means that you're building something you need to change the world this means that you are building the strength you need to climb to the top of the mountain this mountain that was given to you was not given to be a barrier from your greatness no 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 this mountain was meant to take you higher so are you willing to climb Never stop. Keep going. Because you can. Hey, what up, y'all? It's that time of the year. Everybody's talking about forming new and healthier habits. Change your habits, change your life, right? Listen, I love it. I'm sure you started some new habits this year. I know I did. But the question is, how are you tracking those habits? Have you ever wondered, like, which habits matter most? Which habits are you tracking daily, weekly, monthly? A lot of people know they need to improve their habits, but let's be real. They don't know where to start. That's why I think you'll love Growth Day, the world's number one. I didn't say two, three, four, number one self-improvement system. Growth Day, what it does is it helps you track proven habits that lead to long-term success, not that short stuff, long-term, lasting change, well-being and positive relationships. And check this out. You can get a free trial right now at growthday.com. What you measure, you can change. The reason people love Growth Day is that you can score your habits every day, week, month. And when you do, you get targeted classes to improve those habits. When you sign up today, you also get Growth Day's Mindset Journal, Wellness Challenges, and in-depth personal development courses from the industry's biggest names. And don't forget... I teach live every single month in Growth Day 2. You got that right. Yes, every single month I teach a new personal growth topic to help you advance your life. Download Growth Day from the App Store on your phone or start your free trial right now at growthday.com. Let's get it. Hey, I want to make sure you got my phone number. Like, for real, for real. No kidding. Did you even know that I have a community text number? And if you don't, where have you been? So go ahead, take out your pen and paper, take out your phone, and write this number down. My phone number is 817 242 yep, 2719. 
I'm repeating for you. 817-242-2719. People always ask, Trent, how did you get that community text number and how does it work? Well, today's your lucky day. Go to community.com and go get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using texting. People just text you at the number, they're added to the group, and then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. Like you already know, I text out podcast links, random things about life. I text out surprises, all the things that I don't post anywhere else except my rehabber text community. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly to you. And guess what? Now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your number. They'll give you a 10-digit real phone number. Not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than just a number, y'all. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS texting. This means you can actually manage your text links from your community and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts at certain times to certain groups. It even comes with auto-replies, so many things. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your phone number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for just that. So go to check them out at community.com. That's community.com. Let's get it.